0: Population in which the indigenous, the poor, and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation, and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to
1: prison.
2: It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view, the people who work in the prison system would have another, and I think it's up to people to decide uh, you know, wh- where the truth is.
1: Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick and check out Do in Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR.
3: We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution.
1: Hello and welcome to the Doin' Time show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855am on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. This is Marissa and Peter and I will be hosting the show until 5 o'clock this evening. Today is a special broadcast and it's really a follow-up from Invasion Day. We had a very low-key show last week and we, we we interviewed Naomi Murphy and Lydia Thorpe. And we were also meant to interview Uncle Bruce Shillington, who was unable to come onto the show, and we played some great Indigenous music. So as a follow-up to that, hopefully we're going to be speaking with Uncle um, shortly. And But as a lead-up to that interview, we're going to be, first of all, playing some audio. It's a speech um, delivered by Uncle Bruce um, in, in Sydney, New South Wales. And... After that, we're going to be hopefully speaking with him again. He's very difficult to catch. And then after Bruce, we'll be speaking with Tony, who has been detained um, in a detention centre in Perth. And we'll speak to Tony about the difficulties of being a refugee in detention, but also what led up to that detention. And we'll be speaking about some issues in regards to when someone goes to prison on a permanent visa... And then after they serve their time, they're not actually back into the community, allowed back into the community. And he was detained as a result of going to prison. And he, his, um, his conviction was actually quashed afterwards. So we'll speak to him about that and speak to him about some of, also some of the issues and problems in regards to being in detention and him being able to seek his own visa. So we'll speak about that, but in the meantime we will listen to the audio while I discuss with Peter whether or not we're able to line up Bruce. Not sure what's happened there. I'll have one more go.
4: Now, sovereignty, it's us who stop the injustices. It's us that stopped those murders in custody. We have another guest coming in today from out west of New South Wales and I guess we don't have to introduce the tears the Darling River too has been murdered by culpritism and commercialism. Yeah. so Bruce Shillingsworth, a young man from out Brewer and Burke and Gagne area is there to speak about the Darling River and what it means to us and what the death of that system has done to communities out in that area. So I welcome you to Bruce Shillingsburg. Thank you Bruce, thanks everyone you, organisers. Look, I would like to acknowledge the land in which we meet today. We meet on the land of the Gadigal people. The Gadigal people of the great Euronation. Nation. your Nation extends north to the Austrian, to the west to the Nippon, and to the south to the Royal National Park. The Dorot people. Proud people, strong people. I would acknowledge the Gadigal, the Gadigal, the Dorak, the Vitigal, the Darwal people. They are the people of this land. I want to acknowledge the 500 plus nations across this great continent of ours. First Nation people have took care of this land for thousands and thousands of years. What have we done in the last 250 years? Think about it! My rivers, my land have been devastated and been destroyed. Murray Darling River, Australia's third biggest river, is now dead. Hey, hey. Hey. My people are drinking water that is unacceptable. Where is our rights as First Nation people? the rights to water. Who's responsible? We have a right to clean drinking water. You have a right to clean drinking water. Who's doing anything about it? No one. I was up in Berwana over the Christmas and New Year break. It's very sad for our community. Walter Bree, Burke, Wakandam and Indy. We're going through the same struggle. My opinion is they want to close down those country towns. 90 communities this government wants to to shut down. My people don't want to leave their traditional land. And we not want to leave our traditional land. I don't want to say too much because I'll be talking in the tent down at Yavin. I want to talk about the river a little bit more. But look, we're here for a purpose. You're not here because you want to be here. You'll be here because you've been called to be here. The spirit of this land is starting to talk. Mother Nature is telling us and talking to us. It is uniting the people of this country. We are on a journey. You're on a journey. It is our time. It is our time to fix the problem that this government cannot fix. That's right, that's it. That's right. Right, people, right. First nation people and non-Indigenous people are going to come together No one's gonna stop. The bushfires that affected our country. We are become we are gonna become the protectors of the earth. We are gonna become the protectors of our environment, of our rivers, of our animals, of our wildlife, and this planet. People, there's no we only live on one planet, let's look after it. It is about us, it is about my children and their children, and this is about your children, yes. and your children's children. Yes. The war. The murder. Yes. We are going to stop the injustice, we are going to stop the stealing of our children, we are going to stop our people, our men and women going to jails. We are going to stop the racism. We are going to stop the discrimination in this country. We, right, as people. people, are now going to rise from the ashes, and we're going to do something about it. Thank you. Yeah.
1: And that was um, a speech by Uncle Bruce Millington, Shillington, sorry. Um, in Sydney, and this was part of an event regarding Invasion Day. Wanted to actually thank Viv from Beyond Zero to for giving us this audio um, for doing time, and she very kindly recorded that. Now we're still trying to get onto Uncle Bruce, but in the meantime, while we do that, I think we're going to interview Tony first, and he's um, a refugee imprisoned in um, Perth Detention Centre. And while we've, we're getting him on the phone, I'm going to be playing a song by No Fixed Address called Black Man's Rights.
5: So, all you black people You gotta fight for your rights You gotta fight for your rights There's a lot of things that are trying to stop you And that's racism And the cops and the government, which is balked, but we have land within our soul, within our soul, and that is the land controls you. You don't control land, you don't control land.
1: and you're back with the Doin' Time show. And that was No Fixed Address, and um, that was Black Man's Rights. Coming up on the show, we now have Tony, who is imprisoned and detained in a detention centre in Perth, and he's going to tell us his story, and we're going to talk about a few issues, not only in regards to detainees, but also what happens When someone on a permanent residency visa goes to prison and then gets out, do they actually go back into the community after they serve their time or do they get thrown into a hellhole? Hello, Tony. Welcome to the program.
6: Oh, hello. How are you? Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. It's lovely to have you. Now, Tony, I'm Marissa and Peter's here with me, joining me in the studio.
6: Now, Thank you very much.
1: Just to let you know, we're on air. Uh, (laughs) So, Tony, can you tell us your story? Tell us about what's been going on. I know we were talking off-air today about what happened to you. You're from Egypt. Is that right?
6: Yes. um, I am um, Egyptian, uh, but I lived most of my life uh, in America. I was born to an Egyptian father and a French mother. Um, I came to Australia about 21 years ago. I married an Australian citizen. Um, Our life was very good. Um, I had my own accounting firm. Um, uh, most of uh, the migrant people they were coming to me doing the tax return, um, and all of a sudden, taxation department to come and audit uh, uh, my my accounting firm. They uh, to cut to make long story short, they find me guilty on six charges of trying to help people. Uh, claim more money on their tax return, which is really, obviously, it's, it's, uh, it's unfair. Uh, because My job is not an investigative job. My job is to uh, transfer what people tell me uh, uh, to, on, to numbers on their tax return. Anyway, I've been in prison 14 months. After the prison, they, they put me in detention. I've been in detention for seven years now. Uh,
3: seven years? So this-
6: for seven years, uh, I've been first detained on the 15th of February, 2013. So I'm, I'm, I'm not really uh, very far of seven years and starting my eighth year. Um, the, the, to answer your question, uh, there, is people, there is people who um, commit crime and, and, and go back to the community, but not most people. Uh, They're saying that community detention is for people who are violent charges. Uh, Well, they're releasing those people. They're releasing major drug dealers. They're releasing uh, people with 1,000 violent charges on their record.
1: In detention?
6: Uh, Is that what you're saying? In detention. Yes, they're releasing pedophiles.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. So basically what you're saying is that that people... That go to prison and are, and are detained in yes. detention. Yeah, the violations <laughs> are mostly drug dealers and um, and and other situations where the the crimes are more serious than what you were charged with. Exactly. If, it, if if it is yeah. at all a crime,
6: but also it is all know. a crime without any doubt. And let's say I done what he's saying I done, okay. Hmm. But what is what is the crime? Deserve a double pun- double punishment, but it and more, what most importantly, what is a crime punishable by taking your children away from you?
1: Exactly. It, now, it, yeah, it, So tell tell, no, tell us you, be, before yes. you go on about because I'd like to hear about your children and how yes. they're being affected. Effectively, yes. your your um, conviction was was quashed, wasn't it? Yes. Now I don't want to talk too much about that. I think we need yeah. to be careful because we don't want to hurt your case. But yeah. basically it, they got rid of it. You you now have no conviction, correct? Yes. And was that before or after you left prison? After. So after you left prison they quashed your visa, yeah. visa. Yeah,
3: visa. Yeah. Isn't
1: it logical then that they would then um renew your permanent residency visa?
6: Well well they they, they don't because the the department are very uh, arrogant not to admit the error. <laughs> I, I I should be an Australian citizen since 2004. They didn't give me the citizenship because of an error, very clear and intended error by the department. And everybody in the department from, from the, the smallest employee to the minister know exactly what is this error, but they wouldn't admit it. And in fact, they're keeping me detained and not only harming me, but harming my Australian citizen children. Can you tell me what those two innocent children done to be punished just only because they are my children?
1: Absolutely. And indeed, it's not as if you, you know, uh, you're a murderer or a pedophile.
6: I'm not, but the, the issue is, they, they released, I'll tell you what, a couple of days ago, do you know what they, I, I will just tell you, I'll give you one example. Yeah. Um, a transgender prostitute who been giving AIDS intentionally to her customer, and she went to prison for six years, and she's been released. So that's not only a murder, that's a murder-destroying People' life,
1: yeah, killing well, them. It doesn't matter whether killing she's transgender or not. But I, I think I know yeah. what you're saying. But it doesn't yeah.
6: matter. It doesn't. Of course, yeah. it doesn't matter. No, I, yeah, but, but I know it, what you're it, saying. I know friend. what you're saying. But what? Yeah. I, what? Let's say a prostitute. Don't worry about transgender. Let's say a prostitute who has AIDS and who were giving AIDS intentionally to her customers. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And, and she went to prison because of this. For six years old, I know what you're trying old. to say.
1: You you're trying to say that there there are other crimes that are more serious. For example em- yes. imagine if someone sexually abused children, they would exactly. they would probably get less of a sentence than than what you're getting. And on top of it, yes. after they quashed your conviction, instead yes. of giving you an opportunity to get citizenship you were thrown into detention and left for seven years. So they didn't even deport you, or they, did they try to deport you? Well,
6: I've, lately, lately, I've been I've been told that uh, they cannot send me to Egypt uh, because Egypt um, um, they they require some documentation I don't have. I left Egypt when I was very young, and I don't have those documentation that Egyptian the Egyptian uh, government wants to prove. That I am Egyptian, so they will. I cannot be deported to Egypt. So but, basically, so I became I, I became an indefinite detainee. Yes, a detainee with no hope. Yeah. What did I do? Even if they saying what I if if they I did what they saying I done. Come yeah. on, I'm a father. I'm a father with two Australian citizens, whose uh, the fourteen years old, autistic, severely autistic. And try to take his own life several times because he's missing his father. Yeah, yeah. Is, 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 is that okay? Is that okay with the, with the Australian population to know?
1: Anna, it's crazy. No. It's not okay. It's
6: crazy. What this, what this boy who is not all in, what did he do to, to grow up without a father?
1: I know it's awful, and it, and not only are the children here, but you say your family is in Australia. Where whereabouts in Australia are they? In Perth. So there's no point in you going back to Egypt if they're here. Also, what, what? detention centre are you in?
6: And I'm in PIDC, uh, Perth Immigration Detention Centre. Um, A- there is two two centres in WA. One called Younger Hill. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah, am here. One called Yonga Hill. Yes. Younger Hill. And one called PIDC. This is the one next to the domestic airport.
1: I see. I see.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So so you're
1: you're now um, in the detention center and you're applying for a protection visa, is that right?
6: Well, I applied for a protection visa. I was a political activist. Um I am very well known political to the to the Egyptian government. Uh, but uh, they refused to grant me the, the the protection visa, not because I don't meet the criteria, but because the department doesn't want to and what is that uh, i don't know i don 't know why i've been singled out i'll tell you what when they refused when they refused me the protection visa, I applied for the tribunal uh-huh. and when I went to the tribunal hearing, the judge insisted. That I speak Arabic, even after I explain that my Arabic is no better than my Chinese now. And well, I never asked for an interpreter, but he insisted that I give evidence in, in a language I'm not familiar with.
1: This doesn't sound right. It, it, look, look, what it sounds to me, Tony, is that there's been some type of error, perhaps a, something that's been covered up. I mean, I don't want to speculate but I think what, well, uh, what is really clear, though, is that you have been, instead of allow, being allowed to serve your time, you've served your time, but they've, they've put you in a detention centre when really this matter should have been resolved a long time ago.
6: Yes. Seven years, seven years is too long, believe
1: me. Uh, and, uh, uh, sorry. That's okay. It's really hard, Tony, isn't it? It's, it's uh, really difficult been, and I'm sure I've it's been, very emotional for you.
6: I've been mentally destroyed. Oh, I can imagine. I tried to to take my own life in the seven years, about 45 times, 18 in the last three months.
1: I'm not surprised. I
6: cannot go on living every day that my children are, are having a hard time because they are missing the father.
1: Yeah, it really is a horrible situation. It's a horrible situation. And, and this, you know, the, the, the political climate here in, in Australia is despicable. There's so many violations of human rights, asylum seekers, refugees. It's uh, you know, people you know, like just you. Just give
6: you an indication again, uh, seven months ago, I received a report, me and the department received a report from the Human Australian Human Rights Commission. And in, in this report, it's not a report, it's a finding according to the Australian Human Rights Act. Yeah, in this you find that my detention is arbitrary or unjustified or illegal. That's very clearly in the report. is it but after yes, but after this you know what the department done? Hmm. they kept quiet about it because they don't have an answer to them. They yeah. don't have an answer uh, 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 a big part of the of the of the government telling another big part of the government, hey, you detaining this man illegally. But I am still in detention seven years after. And which report is this? The, uh, human rights. Australian oh, yes. Commissioner, human rights. It's not a report. It's a finding according to the Australian Human Rights Act number 26 for 1986. And you okay. were quoted in that? Yes. Yeah. I am quoted on that with, with uh, uh, me and nine other detainees Eight of those detainees are being deported, and it's only me left in detention. And every time I try to speak to my case manager or to the border force, they tell me we don't know. We don't know. You so have if they don't know. Yeah. You have I a mean, lawyer. I'm listening to you. You have yeah. a lawyer. But, but, but what the lawyer can do? Yeah. Uh, only writing letters. Only saying okay. Give us give us your answer. Because if you give us your answer, we're gonna to go to the human rights court. But they don't. They what and they don't. Yes. What
1: is what are activists, local activists over there doing? Do they see you as someone no. to be helped?
6: No, I am prisoner X. Believe me, I am not. I'm not saying this is a conspiracy theory. I'm not. I'm not crazy. I'm not delusional. No, no, no. But I am prisoner X. They are trying to hide me and hide me and hide me and not allowing me to get my voice to the public. Imagine a doctor, a highly regarded psychiatrist, and telling those people, the uh, department, hey, this person is completely destroyed mentally. Put him in a respite in an environment, a way of detention, even if it's a temporary, five times recommendation. Do you know what they've been told, this doctor, not to recommend this, or we're going to lose your job?
1: That's really crazy. I, look,
6: it, there are some terrible it, stories. It's crazy. It's crazy, and it feels like it, it, it doesn't happen in Australia. But hey, that's happening. That's happening.
1: Indeed, it is. And and you know, yes. asylum seekers and refugees and and people such as yourself are are, in, are living in substandard. Conditions, and of course, we've got to think of our brothers and sisters on Christmas Island and Manus as well.
6: Oh, oh, come on, come on. Uh, uh, This is uh, they put me in prison for five and a half months without a charge. They moved me from Yonga Hill Detention Center to Kazarina Prison here in Perth for five and a half months without even filing a charge against me. And then, and after a departmental officer put a strong recommendation that I should get out of prison and be detained in a detention centre. They kept me anyway after that, two and a half months.
1: So your conviction was quashed because obviously there wasn't, you know, there wasn't enough evidence to uphold yeah. that conviction. So it's yeah. not as if you deliberately went out and got yourself into trouble. It's not as if you're a danger to yourself and the community. No, no. You but didn't but rip I'm people sorry. off.
6: Uh, no, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, you misunderstand me. While I am in detention, they decided that I was asking a lot about seeing my children. Oh, I see. They had enough of me. I they had enough of me. So yep. they put me in prison for first five and a half months for no reason.
1: Oh I see. You mean after you were detained they put you in prison again?
6: Yes, yes. They put me in a high maximum security prison for five and a half months in a small room with no T V, no books. All all they allow me—they allow me one hour a day to go have a shower, speak to my children, and have a cigarette for four, five and a half months, for without with no charges.
1: With no charges.
6: With no charges. And was that the department? Yeah, from the immigration department. What I wanted to say here, people, wake up. This is happening in Australia. This is happening in Australia, and it shouldn't be happening. No, because Australia was was the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Australia was 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 the, the, the platform for freedom and democracy.
1: Yeah. But Tony, after you get off the phone here, um, do you have somebody that you can speak with? No. Um, In case issues have come up here for the interview? No. No, You don't have friends, you have friends in there though? Yeah. You can speak to your friends? Yes. Okay, so after this radio interview, look after yourself. Thank you. And make sure that you speak to somebody that you trust about this interview in case things have come up for you.
6: Okay. Do you understand?
1: Now, Tony, let's talk about your children for a sec. So, how many do
6: you have? I have. Two children, um, um, uh, an 18, year, eighteen years old boy and fourteen years old boy also. And do they, they come? Are, um, they come and see you? No, um, I I had a, a, a bitter divorce with their mother, and she's using the voice to get to me. So I didn't see the voice for two and a half years. Oh,
1: yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness!
6: But I hear from time to time. So my, I speak to my older boy on the phone.
1: Yes, lovely.
6: Very sad.
1: Look, it's very really sad. sad. Tony, let's keep yes. in touch. Okay, let's keep in okay. touch. It really is lovely to have you. Okay, Thank and you. is it okay if we speak to you in about a month or so and see how you're going? Of course, of course. Thank you. That'll be lovely. Thank you very much. We'll talk Thank to you, you very much. soon. Your story is really important on air. Thank it's you. important for radio, and we're not going to forget you. Thank you. Okay, let's keep in Thank touch. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. Thank
2: thanks, Tony.
1: Much. Take
4: care. Bye.
1: Bye. And that was Tony, who is detained in a, a detention centre. We now have Ravi on the line, who um, he, who's also who's in the community, and he's um, an asylum seeker and has done some amazing work with poetry, and uh, and and other other mediums in activism and I'm just going to get him on the line I'll see if Peter can line him up Six years I've been in Beyond the Bars is 3CR's annual prison project giving voice to our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander inmates right across Victoria
4: it's good to be here. because uh, was Aboriginal radio, and um, you don't really get to do this much. It brings us all together.
2: Time, you'll get your time to take that first step out that front door to freedom beyond these walls. Make sure. And I just
3: want to say thank you doors. to What's all of you for What's giving the us the opportunity to speak the bigger on
0: air.
2: The reason, the bigger the calling make your commitment and watch things on and
1: you can listen to audio from, from this year's broadcasts and previous years as well. online at any time just go to 3cr.org.au forward/ beyond the bars
7: But also while I'm here I'd like to say thank you for all for coming. Um, helping, giving us a chance to do this, it's really good, you know. It's been going for a while now, hopefully it goes, it keeps going. You know, like, it's good that we can do this and um, get our voice out there as prisoners. We
2: we can't blame everything on the external, so let's stop looking for it in the hands of the persecutor because real power comes from here and it comes from family.
1: If you would like us to post you a free CD, contact the station on 03 9419 8377. And you're back with the Doin' Time show And we're going to be speaking now with Ravi Who's a um, Tamil, Tamil refugee And he's going to be talking to us about some new a new book Hello Ravi, it's lovely to have you Oh, goodness me That's alright um, Hello Ravi And we're just going to try and get him again No, well, we'll just um, go through with another announcement. And you're back through 3CR doing Time Show. And that was Permanent Revolution. It actually cheered me up, that song, Never Again. So we're going to be speaking with Ravi. Hopefully we've got Ravi on the line now. He's going to be speaking about a new book. He's done some wonderful activism. Um, He's a Tamil asylum seeker. Let's hope so. And no. Again. So Peter, you might try and line him up and I'll play a couple of um, announcements while that happens.
2: Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio, and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What
4: your name is, we got the hand. Lots of changes, we need more brothers. Thank okay. you.
5: That's racism, and the cops, and the government, which is bulky, but we have learnt within our soul, within our soul, and that is, the land controls you, you don't control land, you don't control land.
1: Hello. It is so lovely to have you. It's almost like we had a jinx. Oh, we had a jinx. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> this is about the third time we've been trying to get onto you.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was on the line, but I couldn't hear hardly. You were on the line. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Goodness gracious. But, That's okay. Yeah. We've got you now. So. Yep. Ravi, just to remind listeners that Ravi has been on this show so many, quite a few times over the years, haven't you, Ravi? And he's a Tamil uh, yeah. asylum seeker. Yeah, you, you came in with me, Marissa, um, one yeah. time. Ravi, can you tell us a bit about yourself and talk about your new book?
7: Um, so I'm just working with my second book last uh, two years now, more than a two years, but still I'm working with that. That's, um. There's so, so much work to do. Yep. I'm working and then and I'm working at the moment full time and um, I can't afford much time to working with my book. So working sure. slowly and I will be get there one day. Yeah.
1: That's fantastic. So yeah. what literature have you actually published and what are some of the issues facing um, Tamil asylum seekers?
7: Yeah, at the moment it, there's a lot of uh, rejections happening with the immigration interview. People are who are waiting long time and get the interviews and then they got rejection and then they need to apply for the yeah. turbulence and cause so yeah. that's what's happening at the moment. But the fact yeah. is, um people have uh, more than eight years, um more than seven years yeah. applied for their protection climbing and then recently most people are getting rejection after eight years. Yep. Uh, yeah, I still. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me, and I still I haven't got any interview at the moment. But I got last year, and then finally they were rescheduled for hopefully this year. I don't know when. Yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: So, are you okay, Ravi? Yourself.
7: I have to be okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, keep myself busy and I have to be okay and I'm not thinking much about the interview stuff because it's meant to be happening, it will be happening, I have to wait for until because that's what happening So uh, in Australia we can't get anything by force, especially refugees. Yeah.
3: You
1: know? Yeah. So I mean I without without wanting I'm not gonna ask you anything that's gonna make you feel uncomfortable, but I I just wanted to find out from you just for listeners' education so they know what's going on. So you yeah. you, you came, how did you get here to Australia, Ravi? I
7: came by boat. You came yeah, by boat?
1: 2012. Yeah. 2012.
7: And when was that? Yeah. It's 2012. 2012? Eight years before, yeah. Eight
1: years now. And you were detained where?
7: Yeah, I was detained in Nauru, uh, three and a half years, and I got out, and I used to live in Perth and back to Melbourne, and then I yeah I did few studies and finished that, and now working full time. yeah now at the moment, I'm quite busy with work, so that's what I'm not travelling much and sharing the experience and stuff, so but still, I'm trying to do my work my do my best with other refugees and Ashram Ziikasu holding in and banner so uh on and off. Sor.
1: Can you describe briefly um the political situation with with Tamil refugees? They they're persecuted a lot in their homeland, aren't they?
7: Yeah, that's um because in uh at the moment in Sri Lanka there's a lot of government changes and lots of things happening, but the government not publishing anything, um what's going on there and um but the still Australian government is trying to deport it to people back to danger. But it's still it's so dangerous to people who come by boat and deporting their homeland back. Um yeah, but I I, I heard quite the Lanka Tamil Repeat got rejection and few got uh safe even or temporary protection visa, but the ninety percent of people have got rejection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Rejection?
7: Yeah, rejection for their protection claiming refugee protection.
1: So you're uh, so th- what do you mean rejection so they they're still detained?
7: No, 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 they're still not detained they're living in a community. Right. They're living in a community and then they're waiting for such a long time and uh oh. rough year. yeah. They were applied for their uh, refugee claims and they are waiting like uh, more than 4 or 5 years and then um last year most of people most of my friends got rejection to their claim and they're waiting to the court again. Oh
1: my goodness. Yeah. It really is a terrible climate now a political climate now, isn't it? You've got the coalition government that yeah. have, you know, mm-hmm. repealed now the Medivac bill, isn't it?
7: Yeah. It's sort of mentally mentally affected to everyone, you know?
1: Yeah. But I like your attitude, you know, Ravi. You know, you say you, we have to. Be, you have to be all right.
7: And we we have course, to keep going. We have to be. We have to move on with what we got. Yeah, we can't tell us anything. we if we, we we can't put ourselves down. <laughs> Otherwise, we can't move. Yeah,
1: that's exactly because right. Not,
7: yeah. There's, because there's nothing can do with our, with uh, politicians or politics like us. Yeah. The because we haven't got any concrete situation in Australia. They can reject, they can send us, they can detain any time. That's a visa condition, that's the visa we got at the moment, yeah? So we can't mostly rise in our own, but the, the must be most, you know, the Australians have to be helped to hear people are helpless like us, to rise up their voice and rise up their hands to get Come front and talk their own, call their own politicians, and ask something to do for refugees are living in a horrible situation in community, and especially in detention too. People are living in a long time in held up in detention centre, like ten years, seven years, eight years. So yeah,
1: yeah. And Ravi, it's so hard. I mean, we've had a lot of refugees who are living in the community on this show. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of refugees experience a lot of mental health problems. Yeah,
6: yeah.
1: It's it's very di- a, difficult.
7: That, yeah, and sometimes they haven't got the uh, right mental health counselling or getting right person to get uh, the right treatment. So it's getting worse sometimes, it's getting better sometimes.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a... a very difficult, Ravi. Um, tell us a, a little bit about your poetry book that you that you had. I know you did some poetry in the past.
7: Yeah, from I I was published the book. It's called From Hell to Hell in two thousand fifteen. So at the moment, it's all the books are run out. But I think uh, there's arriving through the census. They might have some copies. So I'm planning to get uh, getting more copies and do something with that and see. year middle of DCO, yeah. That's um, fantastic. It's, it's, it's poetry about the people living in a detention centre and there's a feelings and some of my hard work also included in that book, yeah.
1: That's fantastic. And where can people get hold of that poetry book if they need to, if you want to read it?
7: Yeah, they can uh, go through with the writing through the census, the website. Through the what? Through writing through the website.
1: Oh, yes, yep.
7: That's the website they can uh, follow. Oh, the website. And what is the website? It's called Writing Through
1: the Fences. Okay.
7: Yeah.
1: All right. It's approximately 4.52 and we're just speaking to Ravi, um, who is a a Tamil asylum seeker. And we're nearing the end of our show. Are there any final comments you want to make to Ravi? Any messages of support or words of support for others in your situation?
7: yeah I can tell all the asylum citizens and refugees living in a community or people living in offshore, and also just don't give up and get up and do something best for your life and then finally, I need to ask the people in Australia just try to help and uh, don't call us like a terrorist or don't call us like a criminals. Just call we your friends and neighbors, and we can make it great
6: Australia.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly right, making a better Australia. Thanks so much, Ravi. Thank you very much. Take care. Oh, thank you. Thanks Keep up the good work. Time. Thank you. you too. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye. And that was um, Ravi, who is a Tamil asylum seeker, and we wanted to thank, actually, Ravi for coming onto the show again and thanking Tony as well um, from Egypt, who is detained. So we've spoken to two, two men today who have had different violations of human rights. Um, Tony detained um, in Perth and also Ravi who's in the community patiently waiting for a decision in regards to his visa. It's approximately 4.53 and we've got a couple of minutes left of our show. Just a reminder to listeners that subscriber week is coming up next week um, and I'm encouraging you to listeners to subscribe to all shows at 3CR. Um, do subscribe to the Do Time show um, and I'll talk to you more about that next week um, as to how you can subscribe and um, and for, for another year. And I'll just play you, um, I know I've played this already, but just to remind listeners yet again, I'll, in case listeners have just tuned in, I'm going to play you um, a subscriber announcement
0: What you call a
2: Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio, and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3 cr is a bloody good place to start.
4: What your name is, we got the hand Lots of changes, we need more brothers.
1: And you're back with the Doin' Time Show and it's approximately 4.55 and we're finishing up in two minutes. And we've got Beyond Zero coming up next. And stay tuned every Monday from four to five for the Doin' Time Show. We're going to be going out with our theme song, Black Fella, White Fella by The Rumpy Band. And let's hope <laughs> that the rest of the year isn't as chaotic as today. And in fact, we have a lot of um, a lot of other other interviews coming up. So stay tuned every Monday. Thanks so much. Stay strong, and um, we're gonna be going out our Black fella, white fella. Bye from Marissa and bye. from and from Peter. Yeah. Bye bye.
3: i